Dame with Jane, Season 2 Local Legends, the show that helps you to thrive, not just survive, every Wednesday at 11am. Tune in each week as Jane connects with local legends of Dorset, bringing you the most up-to-date health and wellness guidance, therapies, courses, retreats and stories happening locally. Each session includes a guided meditation hosted by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. Hello and welcome. My name is Jane Scanlon and today joining me is Erin Thomas-Wong. Um, and she's from small, she's a small business mentor for female solopreneurs. Um, the business is called Life Friendly Business. She's also got a podcast and author of Mumpreneur Evolution. Um, she left her career in TV 15 years ago when she had her first son. And since then, she has founded five businesses. Today is going to be a super um, interesting interview. And we are diving into adopting a life-friendly approach to business today. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Absolute pleasure to have you. So, Erin, can you tell us a little bit about you, the woman behind the business? Okay, so um, I live in Bournemouth with my two boys and my husband. So my kids are 10 and 15 now. So I'm definitely entering this whole new stage of having a teenager in the house as well. Um, we used to live in London when I worked in TV. So I was, I always wanted to work in TV and I did free work experience from when I was like 12 years old. Um, I did do a degree in media, but to be honest, it was really the work experience that then got me the jobs. So I worked in TV. I, I worked my way up from being a runner to a production manager on programs like Scrap Heap Challenge, Celebrity Wife Swap, Ian Wright's Oh, wow. Some really cool stuff. I worked on the MTV yeah. Awards. Um and it was when I had my first son, so yeah, back in 2008, that I thought, how am I going to do that job and be the mum that I wanted to be? I was brought up by a single mum and, um, you know, I, I saw how hard she found it and how much she wanted to be able to pick me up from school and things like that, but she couldn't because she was working. So yeah. I had all these ideas in my head of how I wanted things to be. Um, and that was really the catalyst for for me changing. But yeah, I mean, basically, we so we moved here from London um, about seven years ago, looking for about in London. Did you live Ealing, Ealing West Ealing. London? Oh, nice, yeah. And I've literally met about fourteen or fifteen people who are from Ealing that have moved to Bournemouth. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, we actually, and before we arrived here, we had a year living in Abu Dhabi in the Middle East, which was a, an amazing experience. Um, and we've got no regrets, but we found it really, really hard. And so um, we were even more happy to come back to the UK and move to Bournemouth and be by the sea and enjoy the seasons and, and all those good things that we have here in England. Yes. Fantastic. So you like being out and about on our gorgeous beach and in the new forest. Oh, I absolutely love it. And, you know, we've got a dog. So that's a great way to get you out the house as well. But 
I just and I love seeing the beach in different seasons. You know, I remember when we were looking to move here, my friends in London were like, well, the beach is nice in the summer, but for the rest of the year. And I'm like, it's even better. Like, I love yeah. it in the winter. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I was walking down there this morning and I was rather gutted that I didn't have my costume on because it was ideal dipping weather, even though it's cold. But the sky was blue. The sun was out. I was walking my dog. I was like, this this is the life. I moved from South London. Um, So, yes, I know. I definitely know that feeling. That's amazing. And one day I will be a dipper, but I'm just not quite there yet. But it's on my radar one day. My, I, my, you know, you you should start in the summer. Definitely, I do know people who have started in February, which is crazy because that's the coldest. But if you start in summer and you keep just saying to yourself, "I'm just going to dip next week," I'm just going to dip next week, and then all of a sudden you'll have done a whole winter. That's how I started. Okay, right. <laughs> So tell me, tell us how you got started in your field. Um, We've heard about the TV environment and then you leaving and becoming a full-time mum. But what happens next? So it really was one of the, so I I was a production manager. So it was all about organising projects. And I thought having a child would be like organising a project. I read all the books. I Why thought if you just follow, well, not when they don't do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. They're not involved in our project management. No. They're just doing their yeah. own thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I had quite a traumatic birth experience with my first and ended up with an emergency C-section. And I had really hoped for a natural birth. I'd done all the, you know, antenatal yoga and everything. And it was, I mean, really, it was luckily, you know, neither of us were ever at any severe risk during that, but it was obviously not how I wanted it to be. And I, um, probably from the stress of all that, my milk never came in. And so I couldn't breastfeed and I tried for weeks and, oh, it was just, it was awful. And so I, it really shook me to the core of who I thought I was. I thought I would be this earth mother I was so excited about like buying breastfeeding scarves and going to cafes and breastfeeding my child. And none of that happened for me. And then um, my poor baby was very ill often for the first 18 months. He didn't sleep through the night. He was often getting ill. We had to call an ambulance a few times. And so it just really like this, the person I thought I was suddenly was anxious, you know, exhausted all Mm. those things doubting myself and so but even while all that was going on I was kind of thinking about who I was now and um, and what I wanted to do and I was in a really fortunate position that I um, was had a staff job in TV which is really unusual and I basically thought after about six months with my son I thought I don't think that I I don't think that I do want to stay at home for a year and because I'm not the mum that I thought I I'm not having that experience that I yeah. thought I would and I kind of felt like I was losing my identity and they be, I spoke to work and they basically said look if you want to come back now we're actually talking voluntary redundancy um so that kind of started this whole thing of like oh well if I left if I took that redundancy money what could I do instead 
And yeah. um, one of these really random moments where I had a friend and she said she was going to the baby show in Earl's Court, London, to get her child's fingerprint in jewellery, in silver. And she told me about this company called Small Print. And yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And I went on to see if they could come and do um, like my NCT group, uh, like to do a home visit. And it came up saying, no, no one, no representative in your area, franchise opportunity available. And it was literally like one of those moments where I was like, what's a franchise? What does that mean? Yes. And I basically just started exploring it and, and learned all about it. And I think for me, it was that, it, this was all part of me trying to claw back who I was as well, you know, while I was having such a hard time with my first baby. So I bought the franchise with the redundancy money um, when my son was seven months old. And that was kind of that opened up this whole new world of business to me. And um, I kind of got a little bit addicted after that and started lots of other things. <laughs> Amazing. That's fantastic. Um, so what were the other, so that was one of the five businesses. What were the other yes. businesses? So, um, the, the second was that I, so I was going to lots of stallholder events in London and of course, some of them were really badly organized. They weren't marketed well. And there was another woman there who we often saw each other at these events and we would have a bit of a moan. And then we were like, do you know what? Why don't we do one ourselves? So we basically set up this this mums in business network in in West London and started doing markets um, and you know we would have our own products there and then we'd have all these other stallholders, so that that became Ealing Mums in Business and we did local meetups and stuff, um, and then it's three years in to running the the small print um, jewelry business. I was obviously going out and meeting a lot of parents. I was going to a lot of baby and toddler groups to try and promote what I did, but also I had a toddler at the time. And I realized that there was a real gap where there were lots of stuff, there were lots of things going on, but they were taking place in like church halls and community centers, you know, on a dusty floor, yes. you'd have a scaly kettle um, to make a cup of tea. And I thought, you know, there's all these lovely um, pubs in Ealing that after the no smoking ban, they had this amazing space and there was no one in them, but they were open in the morning. So I went into this pub and I spoke to the manager and I said, what would you think about me bringing yummy mummies in and um, using the space in the morning when you've got no one in? And he was like, yes, amazing. So I basically set up then Pitter Patter, the hub for bubs. So they were pop-up venues effectively in, in nice gastro pubs where um, I had people like Gymboree, Baby Sensory, um oh, yes. all these kind of all these kind of classes and and I basically did all the website I did the marketing and I was there meeting and greeting oh I just I absolutely loved it and yeah. and I you know I even now I meet people who went to it because it ran for five years and people say to me what a difference it made to those early days because we all know how lonely it is when that's you know, exactly what I was about mom. to say yeah so lonely if I, I was quite lucky that there were, I, I had lots of things I could tap into and my NCT group were quite, especially for the six months to year, we would always meet like first six months every week, we'd meet, we'd do something. Um, and then one of them lived around the corner and we still meet and our children are like 12 now. Um, so yeah, it, 
it can be a really lonely time or it can be a really magical time and everything in between and having those groups and that social connection because you're right your whole you are not the same person afterwards and one of the most memorable moments for me is um there was a class going on upstairs and I was I always would take my laptop and and sit and work downstairs and a mum came down with her baby who was crying and she just said to me why is my baby the only one who's like you know crying and and not enjoying it like all the other babies are sitting there perfectly and I was saying to her honestly you're not the only one like and she and then she got really upset and she was like I needed to come today I needed to come for me oh and um I was able to be there and I gave her a hug and you know told her it would all be okay and all these things and it's just like these that that's I think and that's what's driven everything that I do really is that like creating community and connection because Mm. you know so many things like that happen to people all the time and there's not someone there to tell them that it'll be okay and you know it's yeah amazing um so yeah pitter patter was brilliant we had um seven venues across west london um by the end but then what happened is then we we were thinking that we were going to move out of london and then my husband got headhunted for this job in abu dhabi so everything got thrown up in the air we'd already decided okay we will move to bournemouth but then it was like okay let's go to abu dhabi in between and it was when i went out there that um once again, I felt lost. I was incredibly lonely. It was very stressful. A whole being an expat did not suit me because I like to have roots. I like to grow roots. Yes. And um, lots of things about the culture out there were very uncomfortable for us. And so I was like, I need a new project. So then I was like, I want to create something online that is scalable that I can, you know, move around the world with, you know, if we decide to go anywhere else. Um, and that's when I created this business, the life friendly business. Um, and and I, back then it was called Making Mumpreneurs. And so it was kind of taking all the stuff from like the Mums in Business Network and then the work that it's like basically amalgamating everything online. Yes. And really perfect timing because so I think over the last. So when when was it set up? So this is back in 2017, 2016, 2017. And yes, back then it was my total USP that this is all online. And then of course, when <laughs> lockdown happened, everyone online. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so this is where your business has to keep evolving because yeah. things change, you know, the world changes. And so, yeah, what was my USP? then suddenly wasn't as much of a, a USP as it was before. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was, and, and it's been really interesting because I, I love running an online business. I really, I really enjoy it. I love being able to like create everything, do the website, do all these things. I love connecting. I've got someone in my membership at the moment who's in South Africa and she was just sharing her ring doorbell video of this monkey just like all over. And, you know, just, that blows my mind and that's where you know having that online presence and and that community opens up that connection everywhere but this year that in the last six months I've 
really felt drawn to doing more in-person stuff again. And, you know, we're so lucky here in Bournemouth that there's so, so many entrepreneurial women as well. So um, it's been quite interesting. I'm still like, I'm not stopping anything that I'm doing online, but I'm just adding in more in-person opportunities as well. Yeah, I've definitely had that same draw this year to do lots more collaborations and just over the last couple of months I've been going back to -to face-to-face networking and oh my gosh I love it and it's been years but it's been I think you forget until you're back in the room with like you say a group of women all running their businesses living you know being the the best they can possibly be and learning and growing and it's just it's something else isn't it it's just magical it really is so powerful that and you know and I don't know whether it's a bit cheesy or not but I really resonate with the term sisterhood um and that's what I you know I find that I it it absolutely is possible to create that online as well and in my membership it really feels like sisterhood is one of the key feelings but I do agree that when you're in the room with people it is even more powerful to to be surrounded and and that's what I love about working with small business owners I mean I'm working with people like me so we're all like sparky and want to learn new things like as a business owner like we will never stop learning and so it's like being with people that have got a passion to kind of yeah grow and um improve themselves and improve what they're doing and it's an amazing environment to to kind of put yourself in it is and we're always learning from each other aren't we yeah which definitely. i think is, is very magical so yeah. can you um what what would you say your best business advice is because you mentioned something earlier that i was going to pick up um and it was about um not your words but being able to pivot um and that's something that myself and um the clients i coach seem to be quite good at um, because life's always going to throw things at you. You never know what the government or the world is going to do. Um, So, yeah, I really liked that, uh, you know, being ready, being prepared. Yeah, I so, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I really think that businesses evolve over time naturally, but then there are obviously times when things out of our control mean that we have to pivot you know or do things differently um I think there's lots that comes into that and I do I want to tie that back to this whole life-friendly approach to business because for me the the whole idea of a life-friendly approach is that you're creating success on your own terms and you're doing it without sacrificing time with your family or to the detriment of your own well-being and so this well-being thing is really important because Basically, I think that we have to accept that we don't know everything and that we are going to fail. We might be failing on a daily basis. That's okay because, you know, everything we do is a learning journey. And my favorite is it, do you call it an acronym? Is to fail is first attempt in learning. Yes. To change that round in your mind about, I think what it does is sometimes we can be so scared of doing things wrong, getting things wrong, 
people thinking that we're doing things wrong, that it stops us from actually moving forward. But when you take that fear away, it kind of opens up your mind so you can think more clearly about how you can adapt and, and pivot and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but And the other thing with the life-friendly approach is about being the best boss to yourself that you can be. Because yes. we can be so good at beating ourselves up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, and like this whole thing about, I should be doing this. I should be doing it this way. You know, I'm no good at tech. I'm no good at this. And like, you know, as Tony Robbins said, the words that you use become your experience. Yeah. Mm. It, re- it is really true, isn't it? So I think we've got to stop beating ourselves up. That's, you know, you're working for yourself for a reason. And let's be the best boss that we can be to ourselves. Um, also, the other thing, uh, the other like bit of business um, kind of tip that I would give that's massive is about having boundaries around what you do in your business. Because mm. so often when we're working for ourselves, like we're the only person in the business, we're working from home, it's all kind of tied up all in this ball And, you know, if you're finding that you're feeling overstretched, if you're feeling irritated when customers message you at 11 at night, you know, if you're feeling annoyed when when friends are assuming that you can meet up during the day because, you you know, you're only running a small business. Don't have a job. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But what that comes down to is the boundaries that we put in place for ourselves. And, you know, I really encourage people to think about, what they need in order to thrive and um you know in order to be productive and all those things and putting those boundaries in place so like I always say on all my like I do masterminds and um you know my membership I always say calls are term time only like I'm not committing to doing calls during school holidays because what that means is I have I'm tied to doing a call on that day like something's happened with the kids they need me I feel guilty you know or I feel irritated that I can't concentrate on work because the kids are around and it's just this horrible mess and so it's like right my boundary around that is I don't do calls during um term time you know it's stuff like if if my son has a hospital appointment I want to make like that's really important to me that I'm able to go with him Um, And so it's like those things, it's really thinking about this and you make that you make that your priority. And then it just means that you can feel a bit more safe in the knowledge that you've got what you need. And then you can open up your head to work in a more productive way. Yes, 100%. And it's a bit like that, um, you know, the video, the analogy of the rocks and the pebbles going in the vase, and you can't get everything in. But if you do it in a particular order, it all goes in the vase. Um, Yeah. And And I think think we're living in a we're living in an age where we are being so reactive to everything and feeling like we have to say yes to everything. And, um, you know, we don't want to let people down. Uh, you know, so many of us, and I know I am too, I'm a people pleaser, you know, I'm trying, I try to work on that, but I know I am. So it's like, if you're just giving, giving, giving all the time, and you're not doing the things that you need to fill your cup, at some point, you will get burnt out. And it's much harder to come back from that than if you yes. just like slow things down beforehand. Yes. And the whole point of most of us mumpreneurs is that, yes, we want to make money, but 
we want to do the school runs we want to go to the kids performances we want to be able to go to you know take them to the dentist without having to have this big conversation with your boss um so if we don't set up our businesses with that in mind we're shooting ourselves in the foot aren't we yeah and one thing that you know that you mentioned there and this is like why one of my other drivers really is there is a real I know I felt and I know that other women that I've spoken to have felt this way that because we feel like that and we want to prioritize our kids and you know we want to be there and and all those kind of things it makes you feel like you're not taken seriously enough like if we compare ourselves to other business owners you know and sometimes other people can make us feel like that, that you're less than, you're not ambitious enough because, mm-hmm. you know, why aren't you going all out? Why aren't you going all in and and the hustle and grinds and, and all those things? And by creating this kind of life-friendly approach, what I basically want to say is there is a place for you and there's a place for you in how you want to run your business. And we don't have to be working to other people's measures of success and you know just because you are prioritizing your family and your kids does not mean that you are any less than um uh, you know a business owner and you know I think both of us work with heart-led um entrepreneurs these are you know these women are making a difference in the world they're making a positive impact so anything that I can do to help them step into that and to feel like yeah like they they do have a place and they you know just yeah it really it really upsets me sometimes actually when there's that whole feeling of oh mumpreneurs you know are just it's a hobby and all those kind of things but we also need to show up in the way that we want to be perceived as well so that's where sometimes people need a bit of help with confidence to yeah out there yeah agree because you can still work very much part-time and have a business um or yeah you can have a hobby because there isn't the structure or the yeah kind of commitment there or that that's the way people perceive it um I recently did a a, a webinar just on that one subject (laughs) so if I was to find you online whether it be on the social media sites or jumping on your website which is scrolling down at the bottom www.lifefriendlybusiness.com what would happen from there okay so on my homepage, I've got quite a handy little thing of saying where are you at now like are you starting out are you growing are you scaling Um, And that kind of leads you to some free resources and also some ways to work with me. But I so I have my podcast, the Life Friendly Business podcast. So there's loads of free kind of tips um, on there and inspiration. But then I have my monthly membership, which is called the Cocoon. And um, the idea of the Cocoon is to have that support, the sisterhood, experts on hand and also access this whole library of training. And I've got a 90-day growth plan workbook that kind of um, starts you off. So where are you now? Where do you want to go? And then matches it up with what you need to learn. You can find that in the in the cocoon. So that's my monthly membership. And then I do masterminds as well, which I really love because that's more of the kind of intimate um, groups. But um, the Visibility Mastermind is all about getting your business seen by more people. Mm. But doing it in a sustainable way 
So, you know, lots of yeah, it is because yeah. it's easy to be like, oh my God, I need to get myself out there. And like for weeks, you're kind of posting on social and doing all these things. And then you just get completely burnt out and you want to hibernate. <laughs> that is exactly what I did. I think it was 2020, 20, 20, 21, when I first started the Harmony Business Academy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've got this like new idea. And, and I went out there and I marketing I was everywhere I marketed myself amazingly but the trouble is I wore myself out so by the time you know it came to do the thing to to have the clients I was so exhausted mm-hmm. um I do not do that anymore but yeah I definitely you really you have to be mindful and plan properly when you're growing when you're scaling when you're starting something yeah absolutely and I think it's really easy to underestimate the energy that it takes when you're doing that stuff and like you know launches and things like that it's just like you need to allow white space around that time to manage your own energy but yeah with the with the visibility mastermind it's all about having that framework to help you take consistent action and basically it's like a reminder of what are you doing this month for your visibility? Um, So we have a mastermind call once a month and then we have a CEO call. So CEO time is my other big tip about, that really does make you think like, I am a business owner, this is my business and I need to carve out time to work on it rather than in it. So on those calls, it's all about taking that opportunity to reflect and and kind of track your progress and then plan things going forward. So um I really I'm really really enjoying that that kind of model of working with people and then they get one-to-one support on Voxer um every Wednesday as well which is a bit like WhatsApp so you know we can have that one-to-one um and I do one-to-one mentoring um sessions as well so yeah but like I said I'm now starting to do more in-person stuff so I'm doing a quarterly social we just had our winter social um at Urban Garden so the next one will be spring but also I'm doing these two hour business workshops at Urban Garden. So they're called Level Up Your Life Friendly Business Power Sessions. Yeah. Um, thank you, Chat GPT, for helping me with, <laughs> with that title. Um, and the idea is, is that it will be like a really nice kind of workshop workshop format with discussions around the table. There'll be chance to, to network and then there'll be like talking about what your takeaways are and what you're going to do going forward. So I'm really looking forward to doing those. That's amazing. And obviously all the details are going to be above or below, whether you're listening to this or watching this podcast. And you can contact Erin on lifefriendlybusiness.com. And it's the same on all the socials, right? At Life Friendly Biz, yeah, on all the socials. Fantastic. Um, Right. one more thing have you got an offer for us or a top tip for we've already we've flooded this this uh podcast with top tips anyway but I'm sure you've got more in you (laughs) I I have I've got I've got another top tip really about so for me running your business in a life-friendly way is about being super savvy with your time because whether you've got kids or whether you're working another job or you're caring for other people uh, you know, you might be working less hours on your business and feeling like you haven't got enough time. So yes. um, I really love the 5% rule by James Wedmore. And he talks about 
there's only 5% activities in your business which will actually move the needle. But what happens is we spend 95% of our time working on things that make us very busy. And then we're like, but why haven't I got any traction? Why is the money not coming in? You know, so that's a really good reminder every day or when you're feeling overwhelmed to think, what are my 5% activities right now? Um, And in terms of like time management, like I really recommend like scheduling in white space, because especially if you're in a creative, um, you know, industry or business, like we, it just doesn't work to schedule yourself to to the hilt, and then something mm-hmm. goes wrong, a, a kid gets ill or whatever, and you get you're just like completely thrown into panic. So, definitely scheduling your way your week in a way where you are working within your energy and you also have that white space. So, um, but yes, in terms of my freebie, I've got the seven steps to a life friendly business where I kind of go through the guiding principles of a life-friendly business and you can rate yourselves on where you are in those seven steps so you know which areas are good to work on. Uh, so that's on my website, lifefriendlybusiness.com forward slash seven steps. Amazing. Fabulous. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, I very much look forward to uh, connecting with you in person um at your next event in february so in february i've got my annual momentum day um which is oh it's such an uplifting high vibe day and um this time it's at martian court hotel so they have been this is like the sixth year i think um they have been at urban reef restaurant which is i mean gorgeous overlooking the sea but um, we're st- staying with the seaside theme, but at the Martian Court, and we've got uh, speakers talking about um, LinkedIn, video, TikTok, and also imposter syndrome. I'm going to be talking about how CEO, CEO time is a game changer. Um, we'll have networking. It's just a really fabulous day. So yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I know the room is going to be filled with amazing mums in business, definitely. Yes, absolutely. And you also, just to say, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a mum. All women. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. Fantastic. Well, it was great to um, connect with you. Wonderful interview. And I look forward to seeing you in person very soon. Thanks so much, Jane.